Hey, everybody. Happy Wednesday, Monday, if you're listening to the podcast version of this call or Thursday, whatever day I decide to release it on this week. I've been kind of mixing it up on you guys, keeping you on your toes. Uh, but welcome to the Thriving Lives podcast. Today, we are talking about intuitive eating, and I've come prepared with some good notes here um, on when to use this, why we use this, how we use this, and all, all of those X's and O's goes with it. Um, I know Renee has spent a lot of time doing intuitive eating on her own as well, so she'll have some good insight on it as well. And um, my friends that are on the call with this as well, definitely chime in with with any of your thoughts and questions and all that good stuff with it. But uh, let's get rocking and rolling. So intuitive eating. Let me give you a little introduction that I wrote before this. Um, so this is a, a healthy approach to, to nourishing your body. And obviously, you know, um, keeping the mental side of things in check as well. So intuitive eating is mindful and balanced approach to food. Um, it's eating that empowers you to have a, a better relationship with both your body and the food that you consume. Um, it's especially helpful for those like who are aiming to, you know, improve their body composition while fostering a healthier mindset about the food. Um, lost my, lost my notes here. There we go. So before I kind of get into it further from there, you know, most of you coming into TLF, you're, you're, you're not ready to start intuitive eating yet. This is something that we're all headed to uh, in, in some way, shape or form. So whenever you first get started within Thriving Lives, whether you're with Renee or myself, we start with the plan. We build out that plan for you. We start with you learning how to track your food. We start with, you know, working towards physical and health goals. We start on, you know, learning what foods work for your body, what foods work against your body. And then, of course, just building that foundational thing of, of you know, better mindsets, better routines, uh, better habits and things of that nature. Now, over time, we can implement intuitive eating. And ultimately, down the road, we are working and striving to get to a healthy spot of intuitive eating once we have your body, your hormones, your mindset, your relationship with food, relationship with your body, all in a healthy spot that's when intuitive eating can really take over and you can not to follow a plan necessarily anymore. But so over time, whenever you might feel burnt out and might, you might communicate this to us, we might see it within your check-ins. We might see this in your mindset or whatever the case is. Um, and you might need a small break from sticking to your plan or tracking your macros or whatever that is. Cause I get it. Like it can definitely be, especially if you're struggling to make some results um, or whatever the case is, maybe you got a lot going on. That's a good time to implement some intuitive eating possibly depending on who you are and what's going on with it. So, um, you know, I might ask you, Renee might ask you to do this for a day. Maybe we're sensing, Hey, you need a break. Or maybe we're sensing that, Hey, you've been crushing it. I think giving you just a day off from tracking or following your plan will do good for your mindset or just be good practice for you. You know, we might say, do it for a weekend. We might say, do it for a week. Um, we might say, do that without tracking your macros whatsoever and just eating whatever, intuitively makes sense, which we'll kind of get into what that looks like in a little bit with it. Um, you know, again, the long-term goal is, you know, maybe that's six months, maybe that's six years down the road. The long-term goal is not religiously following a diet plan for the rest of your life. It's not tracking your macros every day for the rest of your life. You definitely can. And, you know, I probably will to some level. I mean, I've been doing this for 15 years myself and I still track my macros. I still follow some sort of a plan, but I also go through times where, I don't need to be as diligent and I switch over to intuitive eating. And because of the practice and all the habits that I have in place, I don't really stray too far from what my normal macros, my normal diet plan would even look like because I'm comfortable with eating those foods. I'm comfortable prepping those foods. And those are some of my go-tos, but then I, I will give myself the allowance to eat off that plan as well. Um, 
But to what's, what's, what's super powerful long-term though, is having the skills and the comfortability to know how and when to toggle between those approaches, to toggle between tracking your macros, to toggle between following a strict diet plan, to toggle between intuitive eating. And this also comes down to the context of the seasons of your life that you're, you're in or that you're going through as well. Um, so, you know, for instance, if we're really focusing on fat loss, generally intuitive eating is not necessarily going to be our main focus only because what gets measured gets managed. And if we don't know how much your food you're eating and things of that nature, that might not be the best approach during a fat loss phase. But at the same time, if you're a type A person and you are stressing out over every little detail, maybe that's the approach that we need to implement on Sundays, maybe implement on the weekend. And so maybe just give you those, those couple days off or so. So sometimes again, we'll ask you to do this without tracking and just eat. Then maybe the following week we might say, Hey, and eat intuitively like you did this last week, but start tracking those macros and let's just see what your body is naturally kind of eating and wanting and stuff like that throughout the day. So now let's kind of get back into the actual intuitive eating itself. But uh, before I go on, Renee, anybody on the call have any questions or thoughts about everything I've said to, to, to thus far? All right, no, cool. good so far. Cool, cool, cool. Um, all right, so back to what intuitive eating actually is. So it's it's a mindful and balanced approach to food and eating that empowers you to have a better relationship with with your with your food and your body. Um, and it's especially helpful, like I said, for those who are just trying to foster a healthier mindset about food. So understanding intuitive eating. So intuitive eating is about listening to your body's natural cues and the signals to make the food choices um, that you're making. Um, that also leave you feeling satisfied and energized. It's not a diet. Really, none of Thriving Lives is a diet. You might have a diet plan or nutrition plan, but again, that's just an example. That's one aspect. That's one way of giving you a guide to be able to follow, but you're not on a diet. And if you're saying that it's a diet, then you're thinking about it in a short-term mindset. Um, it's a lifestyle change that focuses on your overall well-being. Um, kind of back to what I just said, you know, intuitive eating starts by, by letting go of diets and strict food rules. We're not cutting out total food groups. We're not cutting, cutting out, uh, you know, we're not chasing fad diets and things of that nature. Now, of course, if you have a gluten intolerance, if you have a dairy intolerance, if you are allergic to certain foods, if you know that gluten doesn't work for you or X, Y, and Z, then of course, those are foods you should eliminate. And if not totally, at least on a consistent basis, you know, at least while you're at home making your own food. Um, but again, it's getting away from those fad diets. It's getting away from those strict, strict rules on food. It's listening to your body's hunger signals. Um, when you're hungry, you eat. Now, ideally in this situation, um, you're eating regular meals. You're eating around the same times a day and your meals look somewhat similar. You know, one of the things we're, we're teaching you guys is to be protein centric. Like you're focusing on balancing your meals around the protein that you're eating and ideally some fiber that you're eating as well, because those two things that most people are under eating on both of those. Um, this also gives you permission, though, to to enjoy other types of food without guilt. You know, we don't want to dis deprive ourselves because if we're depriving ourselves, especially for a long period of time, that's going to lead to overeating. Once you open the floodgates, you've now opened them and it's going to be tough to reel things back in. And then again, that usually leads to more and more guilt. So just like with following your diet plan, just like with tracking your macros, everything in moderation, everything in balance. You know, we shouldn't be eating your favorite treats or desserts, whatever, on a daily basis, we pick and choose when we have those things. And that comes back to intuitive eating. You know, we know that those foods are not going to work for us consistently or long-term. So we pick and choose when we insert those things in there as well. Um, you know, intuitive eating is also about stopping the negative self-talk about food choices. Again, we're not looking at food as inherently good 
or bad. We're just finding a healthy balance between the two things, you know, or being kind to yourself on the decisions that you make. But again, if those, if most of your consistent decisions around food are healthy, then you're not going to feel bad about the one or two times where you're eating off plan. Um, let me, let me see here. So, so that's kind of where we're at with that. Now, um, you know, instead of, to, to, instead of turning to food for comfort, so again, this is another thing that we are working on within your plans and your check-ins and things of that nature, is instead of turning to, to food for comfort or to manage your stress or whatever the case is, we're learning other techniques. And we're learning that 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 immediate gratification of choosing those unhealthy foods that don't work well for your body or for your goals because you just need some comfort food at that moment only are going to lead to more feelings of guilt, more feelings of sadness. And we didn't get away from, we didn't fix whatever was stressing us out. Now we just compounded that issue. Um, you know, this is also tuning into your body signals that indicate you've had enough to eat. So this is, this is realizing portion control as well. Again, coming back to what your plans are all representing is a well-balanced, healthy amount of food at, at a given sitting. Um, and so by that practice, then when we start intuitive eating and we take away the plan that you're following, you know what a healthy balanced meal looks like and how it makes your body feel and all that good stuff. Um, so, yeah, so that's really, you know, intuitive eating is a valuable tool for, for, you know, creating that better relationship between food with your body um, alongside improving your body composition as well, you know, empowers you to listen, to be more mindful and intuitive because that's what the name is um, with, with your body's cues, with your food choices. And again, um, you know, if we, if we take and we continuously implement some of the, the skills and the staples that were on your plan that we discovered over time, this is something you can do for the long term. And then again, knowing when to come back into it. So let's say you've intuitive eating um, for a week or for a couple months, or maybe even a year. And then you're like, Hey, you know, I have this event coming up and I want to get in better shape for it. Because you've gone through Thriving Lives, you learn how to cut, you know, weight or body fat in a healthy manner without overdoing it or doing too too much of extremes. Now you can go from that intuitive eating to okay, let's get dialed in. Let's do this, you know, for four or eight weeks, whatever it is we need to, depending on maybe how far off things got. But ultimately, if you were really eating intuitively and you were maintaining the practices that we've worked on together, then your weight, your body composition, your look, your feel probably won't be too far off of whatever your optimal actually is. Um, so that's that's intuitive eating. Welcome to my TED Talk on intuitive, in, intuitive eating. With you. Um, Renee, you got anything to add on to that? I know that you have your your own, you know, experiences with intuitive eating as well. Um, yeah, so I would say intuitive eating to me means something that I can add on. Like if there's a day that I'm not tracking, if it wouldn't fit into my macros and my macros are generally how my body responds best at that level. And so if I throw in extra carbs, if I throw in extra fat, something along those lines, my body doesn't respond as well because that's not my optimum levels. Yeah. So it's kind of like an extra, in my mind, an extra treat I can have or something. But it's not something that is sustainable because I want to eat what is optimal for my body, if that makes yeah. sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you're giving yourself the allowance to to go off what the norm is, but you're going to immediately, you know, circle back to what makes you feel the best because you're intuitive on how. Yeah. It yeah. No, that that, yeah. that definitely makes sense. So it's my optimal levels versus mm -hmm. non-optimal. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. It's not yeah. that the my macros are a diet or anything. It's just how my body yeah. responds best at certain levels. 
hundred percent. And, and, you, and you've got, and you've gotten there through, you know, trial and error. And again, listening to your body, you know, reflecting on a weekly basis about these numbers and how they make you feel when you're hitting these amount of numbers, whatever the case is, or the actual foods that you're eating as well. You know, my thing with, with the intuitive dieting, the way I like to use this with, with clients. And sometimes I honestly forget to, to, to throw this in because sometimes maybe it's not apparent within a check-in that this person might need it. Um, and sometimes they might even say, Hey, I, I just didn't, I didn't track this weekend. I just gave myself a break. I just need a break. I'm like, actually, that was good that you did it this weekend. I want you to do it the rest of this week. I might want you to do it for two weeks. And ultimately, sometimes just pulling, and again, this is knowing when to push forward and when to pull back. And so intuitive eating, especially during a fat loss phase or whatever, is pulling back. It's it's allowing you to, to lower your stress, lower your, you know, how much you're critiquing the foods you're eating and things like that, because it, it can be stressful following a diet plan to a T. It can be stressful tracking your macros and not missing a meal and being super, super diligent with it. And sometimes it's it's just a nice mental break to kind of pull back with it. I have one client right now who specifically we were struggling seeing much weight loss with it. And, uh, you know, I told him, I was like, I want you to take this week off of tracking totally. And I want you to take your plan, you know, take it off of, of, of the meal plan as well and just eat what sounds good. You know what, what you should be eating. So let's make some healthy choices with it. You know, keep some of your, you know, nutrition guidelines in place with this. But outside of that, eat what sounds good. Change up your protein, change up your carbs. Don't worry about what the numbers are coming out to. And then we lost like two or three pounds. I said, all right, cool. And he was feeling full. He wasn't overeating. He wasn't undereating. He was just eating based off his hunger cues. And then week two, I said, all right, let's track your macros. Now they were coming in a little bit lower than maybe what I would have had them at, but he was happy eating that amount of food and it took stress off his plate. It took extra to-dos off his plate and he was still eating nice, well-balanced meals. And again, that was two or three weeks directly in a row that we were seeing progress on the scale. We were seeing his body composition get better. And again, mentally, he was less stressed about the food that he was eating. He So, because sometimes tracking too long and too diligently can create an unhealthy mindset towards food as well. And that's where, that's why your check-ins are so, so crucial. That's why having us to be like, hey, let's push back or let's pull back or let's push forward is so, so important. Um, but, you know, I, I know for myself, like a day off of tracking, like uh, over the over the summer, Sundays have kind of been that day. I've kind of given myself the allowance not necessarily per my coach's recommendations, but I've given myself that balance with it. But ultimately, you know, we've seen the progress that I've wanted to. And again, even when I'm not tracking, my meals look pretty much the same as, as they always have. I'm just not diligently weighing and tracking and all that stuff. But um, yeah, anybody else? Have to, I was going to say, you kind of have to get to that point to where you know what is healthy for your body though too. Yep. So that's why you were explaining at first really well of like, at first, it, this diet plan is essential because it's helping you know and learn what is optimal for your body. Um, and, and, and so that way, and, and what when a, you have a, like a cheat day or an intuitive eating day, you're not just eating shit yeah. all day. Like you yeah. still know in the back of your mind, like it's not just like a cheat day. Cheat yeah. day and intuitive eating day are very different. Yes. Um, yes. Yes. So. I'm I'm, ha I'm happy you you you've just said that exact thing because I feel like intuitive eating could easily be like, well, intuitively I want to eat cake all damn day. Um, and so like, a, 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 you know, intuitive day could very easily turn into a cheat day, but again, that's not what this is either. A cheat day and intuitive day are, are just two different things with it. You know, a cheat day. And again, we don't really do cheat days. We do a cheat meal. We might do an intuitive day. So we're still eating balanced meals. We're just not being hypercritical about all the things we're having with it. But no, like you said though, and, and like, you know, I said at the very beginning of it, it's we start with the plan. We start with the building blocks around a healthy, balanced 
lifestyle, healthy balance, nutrition, all that stuff. And then over the course of time, once you've learned the value that certain foods are providing and you've, and you've, you've experimented with different foods, you know, what works well with your body and what doesn't that's again, the, that's the path that we get to this intuitive eating. So everybody here on this call, whether it's six months from now or a year from now or a year and a half from now or whatever, once we get you to the physical, the, the mental spot, the, you know, internal health spot that we want you to be at, ideally we're able to, to kind of get you in a, in a place where you can go to intuitive eating. Now, Intuitive eating, though, and and eating or working towards a specific goal are also going to be two different things. Intuitive eating is a, is a good practice, again, for those little bit of diet breaks, but also good for I'm happy with where I'm at. I'm happy staying here. I don't want to lose any more weight. I don't want to gain any more muscle, yada, yada, yada. Um, now, if we are specifically, I want to put on muscle, I want to take off body fat. Then again, those those are times where we might implement intuitive eating sometimes here or there. But again, what gets measured gets managed. If we are working towards a goal, we need to be measuring some 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 tangible items that are helping us, you know, give us that that feedback on where we're at in terms of reaching those goals as well. And what adjustments do we need to make to, to help us reach those? So again, time and place, you know, context is everything with literally everything we talk about with with health, nutrition, fitness, and all that stuff. Um, this is just one more example of that. You maybe want to give an example of what your meal plan day would look like versus what your intuitive eating day would look like, or if you want me to do it. Um, well, let, let's both do it. Um, I can start real quick. So what my intuitive eating day would look like is, honestly, I'm probably going to eat the same meals that I already have. I'm just not going to weigh them. I'm just not going to measure them out. I'm going to eyeball it a little bit more, which is funny because the other day I was like, uh, it's like, Nicole, how much rice do you think this is right here? Like I put it on a plate. I was like, how many grams? She's like, I don't fucking know. I don't, I don't track my grams and all that stuff. And I was like, well, I'm going to say that's about 250 grams. And it was pretty cool because when I turned on the scale and weighed it, it was 248 grams. And I was like, <laughs> I just absolutely nailed it. But so like, I can also eyeball things at this point because I've measured and weighed and done all that stuff for so, so long that I know what a rough estimate looks like with everything. But so again, like my meals are going to be about the same. Like I said, I might, um, swap out like instead of having 250 grams of rice, I might be doing some potatoes or something else. So I'm going to eyeball that and get a rough estimate of kind of where it's going to go. But again, I'm, I'm still picking mainly whole foods. I'm not picking a lot of processed foods. Um, I might switch out my protein. So, you know, maybe I'm tired of chicken. And so my intuitive day or my intuitive week might be like, I don't really care that there's gonna be a little extra fat. I'm going to do, you know, lean ground beef, lean ground Turkey. I'm going to do steak. I'm going to do fish and just think about, I'm just eating quality protein options. I'm eating quality carbohydrate options. And then if my protein is a little bit less fatty, maybe then I'm just tossing in some olive oil or some coconut oil. Or I always, I said this earlier before the call even started, is it ghee butter or is it G butter? It's G H E E. It's like grass fed something, something, ghee. something. I think it's ghee. Ghee. All right. It, 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 both of them sound weird when I'm saying it. Um, anyway, so essentially it's just, it's just, it's just better butter than, than regular butter. And also whenever you go to the store since I just mentioned butter and you're getting like, you know, sticks of butter or tubs of butter. I want you to look at the ingredient label because most of that shit's not butter. Most of that stuff, there's a little bit of dairy in it. And then there's like hydrogenated corn and soybean oil and shit like that. Like it's not even legitimate butter. You want grass fed butter from the cow. That's, that's all that's in it. Like the ingredient on there should be butter, not, or, or milk, I guess, but not 
other oils and things of that nature. But so I don't know if that really answers your guys' question, but essentially I'm having, I eat about four or five meals on my diet plan per day. They all contain roughly about the same amount of protein, carbs, fats, and stuff like that throughout the day. So I just eyeball that on my intuitive days and eat about the same amount of things. What about you, Renee? Um, so mine would probably be, I would do like protein pancakes for breakfast with eggs instead of, um, instead of like a smoothie or a protein shake with the protein bar. Mm -hmm. Um, and then lunch is probably always, almost always the same for me, but maybe instead of doing my protein pasta, I would do like a cauliflower pizza or something that still is healthy, but it's not. If I eating that, it's not really going to fit into my optimal levels. Um, and then dinner, yeah, instead of chicken or something, it would be maybe allowing um, ground beef in there, which yeah. normally would mean I'd have to have less fat in one of my other meals. To but allow in, that to but on your intuitive day, you just know it's a good whole food. It's a good quality protein. Yes. Yeah. You're going to enjoy the little bit of extra fat if that's, if you know, so be it. Yeah. Or sometimes the rice I have, I'll do like rice and quinoa, which is just a lot more carbs than just my regular rice. Yeah. Um, and so I'll switch it in by adding that in. Um, okay. So, yeah, kind of similar, but just but- different things to where they're still optimal, healthy whole foods. Um, for those of you who don't know, I'm gluten free, peanut free. She's one of those kids. Free. I'm one of those where people that have a million allergies. Um, and so I have to be very specific on what I eat. And so I don't stray too much from my plan. However, I do like to alternate with different foods. Um, yeah, still give your, especially because if you're already limited on food, you've got to be able to give yourself more variety yeah. because you only have so much variety that you can really have anyway. So when you get burnout on like a staple meal, it's like, well, shit, I don't have a lot of other go-tos I can really yeah. go to. Um, but no, yeah, I, I, like we said, because I, I forget about that as well. You know, protein pancakes. I mean, Nicole asked me to make them for her last night. Um, you know, that's something where I like to have that as well. You know, I almost have two different diet plans that I'll follow as well, even when I'm like religiously following something, because I'll do different things on the weekend on maybe a Saturday or Sunday, whenever I'm home a little bit more or less, you know, work-minded, I might have other ways of, of splitting up my food. I might do, you know, three big meals instead of five still big meals, but just smaller meals, I guess, throughout the day with it. Um, and just kind of change it up that way. But, but yeah, um, Again, even though we're eating different foods, though, like Renee and I both just said, like it's still protein centric. We're still getting in majority of the micronutrients we'd be getting in on our like perfect days. Um, but again, it's it's a good mental break with it. So I'm not saying everybody sit here and listen to this be like, oh, intuitive days for everybody the rest of the week. But I do think, um, you know, and ask me and Renee if you think that that you're ready for, if we think that you're ready for it. And honestly, I'll never say I'll probably say never say no, though. We just want to be on the same page about it because um, if you're already struggling with with well-balanced meals, then it's going to be hard for you to go – for me to trust that you're going to go be able to do intuitive eating without really, again, those foundations in place that we, we, really, we really, really want to work on. Um, but once, yeah. you, once you kind of get to like Marcus and I is level two, like your intuitive eating day is going to sound probably very different than our intuitive eating day because we've gotten to the point where we know what 
best to our body. And so we're, our body's typically going to crave the foods that it knows is yeah. good for it. Like we're not like, I mean, we're still going to try to get our protein and our fiber and those are going to be yeah. absolutes for us. Yeah. Whereas someone else's intuitive eating day may not be as fine tuned yet. Yeah. Just because you're still learning, if that makes sense. They don't feel like they're the same. Yeah. 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 It'll yeah, take time to get to that extent of the well, difference. Well, because, you know, like, especially a lot of starting clients that are like, I still have cravings uh, those first few weeks or maybe it's the first few months. So if you're super craving these foods, but you're sticking to your plan, great job. But if we were to say, Hey, go intuitive eating, uh, eat this week. If you're still having those cravings, you might be giving yourself the allowance to really cave into those. And that could obviously set you back a whole week or a couple of weeks, depending on how, how far things get off of it. Uh, but at the same time, the other benefit, at least in my opinion, whenever I'm in intuitive eating versus following strictly a plan is I don't know about you guys, but the day I start like my competition prep, like I'm like, I can't have all this food. I'm not having cookies for four months or for five months. I'm not having a drink of alcohol for the next four or five months and all that type of stuff. It's when those are things I don't really eat on a consistent basis anyway. But as soon as I say, I can't have this anymore, it's like, well, shit, that's all I want. And that's honestly another reason why we don't do over restrictive things. That's why flexible dieting and tracking your macros is an aspect of what we do here because if you sit here and say, I can't have a cookie again until the duration of this program ends, number one, now you are again going back to a short-term mindset with our approach, which is not supposed to be a short-term mindset. And you're also, you're, you're demonizing cookies or or alcohol or whatever the case is, instead of finding a healthy moderation, a balance of all things. Um, so, but, but again, back to it, whenever we're starting a plan and we're like, Hey, we're going to try to limit these things. It's like, as soon as you say you can't have this anymore, that's all you're going to crave. But as soon as you say, well, I could have this today, but what actually should I be doing today? That's the type of intuiting that eating that we want, where we're still leaning towards those healthier options. But, um, I don't want to feel the same. Like you don't want to feel like complete shit after your intuitive eating. Yes. Uh-huh. So again, that's kind of where I want to hit it home on like cheat day versus intuitive yes. eating day. Yes. A cheat Very day of just eating, throwing caution to the wind and eating all the shit, you're going to feel yeah. like that. And you're not just going to feel like it for a day. You're most likely going to feel like it for at least three or four days. And and again, that, that type of eating can really kind of set us back mentally, physically, emotionally, all that stuff. But uh, anyway, though, I, th- I think we, we smashed that one. Anybody on the call, you guys have any questions, thoughts, concerns? You want to try it yourself? experience trying it yourself no worries on on chiming in if you don't want to won't be upset all right no oh, dex you got something to say i see you unmute yourself yeah. yeah i was just gonna say that i, I was actually i kind of did that for a while like without even knowing it you did um, like prior to like this month end of last month before i like really got back on track um you know i had a lot of things going on i told you about that yeah and then i was just kind of eating whatever, like not stressing about the meal prepping and all that as much. And then like now that I look back and uh, think about it, like I was eating intuitively, you know, and the few times I weighed myself, I was still around the same weight. Yeah. Um, I just wasn't necessarily like losing like I wanted to. But, yeah. you know, just looking back, I realized that I was able to do that. <laughs> which, which you were. I was hoping you were going to chime in. I didn't want to call you out. But I know that, you know, uh, for those of you who don't know, you know, Dexter – every single check-in for the first two years of, of TLF would put the week by it. And he didn't miss checking for like two straight years and was super diligent with tracking and, and following everything. And then, you know, he, uh, 
he gets engaged. He's in the process of buying a house, changing jobs. Like it was a lot over the past, you know, handful of months or so. And so he kind of fell off a little bit of check-ins, but what was good is that he was so diligent for two straight years. I knew that even though he wasn't checking in, he was only going to fall off so far. And so in this situation, this is a perfect example, Dex, you're, you're a perfect example of treading water, of controlling the controllables, of intuitive eating, of intuitive living overall, because you didn't just stop working out. It Your workouts went from maybe an hour, hour and 30, five or six days a week down to, you know, 30 minute, 40 minute workouts, maybe two or three or four times a week. So you were still making it a goal and a priority to get in there and just looked a little bit different. Your food wise, you might not have been intentionally following a meal plan or tracking your exact macros, but it sounds like you were eating intuitively and basing your, your, your food kind of around what your old diet plan would have been. You're just not being as rigid and diligent with it. Is that, is that right? Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Well, I love it. That's a perfect example. And again, Dexter didn't really go off the rails or, or go start training intuitive eating until he had done this for a long enough period of time. And so, so again, you know, Dex is locked back in because he has certain, you know, specific goals he wants to hit. So that's a, a great example of what I said earlier is like during the seasons and the certain context of your life, there's a time where you should be dialed in. There's a time where you should maybe be following more of a rigid or a strict plan. There's a time you should be tracking macros. There's also a time that intuitive eating makes the most sense as well. And so, so Dexter, great job on, on navigating those waters honestly, without even my recommendation in the situation. I mean, I did kind of say, hey, pull back in the workouts and I gave you some guidance there, but you you handle the rest on your own, which is super impressive. Um, thanks for your addition, brother. Yeah, for sure. I appreciate think, it. The only thing I'd maybe add would be like, we might do a whole podcast on this, but like holidays and learning, like. Oh, we will. We will. Uh, cool. We, yeah, yeah, yeah. Once we get a little bit closer to like Thanksgiving and Christmas and stuff like that, I think I, uh, a while back around the 4th of July, I posted one of those from last year before I'd actually turned these Zoom calls into a podcast, but I had the recording. So I just made that into an episode there, but we will definitely, um, seasonally we'll, we'll get into those as well. So once we get closer, like Thanksgiving or Christmas is a great time to start talking about that stuff as well. Um, but as always though, um, anybody listening, um, you know, on here or on the podcast version of this, definitely let us know of any topics you guys ever want to talk about. Um, but, uh, but otherwise though, appreciate you guys all being here and uh, yeah, check-ins have been crushing it lately after my reminder last week that check-in days are Thursdays. Friday is a plan B day. I got a ton of check-ins. That was awesome to see. Um, but yeah, so let's, let's prioritize getting those check-ins in and uh, yeah, you guys have a great rest of your week and weekend and all that good stuff. I will talk to you all later.